You show up alone, very low key. Yeah, my crew's like all over LA right now, so. Yeah, they scattered you and work for your show tonight? Yeah, exactly. Everyone's out doing different things. Well, I thank you for making time. Totally, yeah. Thanks for having me. Dude, you get comfortable on that couch, you chill, man. Wow, I need to chill. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Breathe, relax. Where were you before LA? Um... We drove down from, well, drove up from San Diego. Actually. Okay. Yeah. That was your last show? That was the last show, yeah. Yesterday? Saturday? Two days ago. Yeah, Beautiful. Saturday. Time is like blurring right now. I don't know. When did, what. when did you start this this summer tour? Is, um, that, is that the name of it? After the last EP? It's called Anything Anywhere. Anything Anywhere. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so we started the Anything Anywhere tour in North Carolina on September 19th, I think. And we're about 15 shows deep. And it's my very first headline tour, so it's exhausting, but it's a lot of fun. Congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you. Look at you. I, I, I'm a big fan of your music, and I have been for a little bit. Uh, I had no idea you were from New Jersey. Yeah. But, like, not just from any part of New Jersey. You are one town over from me. Are you serious? I'm from Wayne. Shut up. Born and raised. <laughs> That's crazy. You're from Franklin Lakes. Yeah, I'm from Franklin Lakes. Where'd you go to school? Uh, Ramapo High School. Okay, I went to yeah. Main Valley. Nice. So That's like, so close. That's crazy. Literally That's like down the street. A mile away. Not from even. My house probably. Wow. That's so crazy. How do you go from New Jersey to having your first headline tour? I don't know. Being on Spotify billboards. You have great management. You're rep by some real people. Yeah, I know. People, They're awesome. People who have their hands in your influences' careers. It's yeah. Freaking deal. So, like, how does it start? Does it start? With your Beach Island EP, does it start pre-Beach Island? I honestly can't even say when it started because it's all been so gradual. Like, I guess my start was literally me, like, putting out music for my college dorm um, and, like, my friends listening. Like, that was the start. Where'd you go to yeah. college? I went to school in Colorado. It was, okay. like, a tiny school in Colorado Springs called Colorado College, CC. <laughs> well, why did you go all the way to the other side of the country? Um, I guess I went out there because I wanted to get out of New Jersey, mm. you know? Not, like in a bad way like I like New Jersey but I just wanted to like experience more and more than what New Jersey had to offer I guess I and I, want, I wanted to like get out of my comfort zone also so and Colorado did it Colorado did it yeah well you you mentioned there's a quote about you being too old for your hometown yes do you feel like you're too big too wise for New Jersey I don't think I'm too big for it I don't think I'm too wise for it either I just feel like I've outgrown it you know but, but we all have friends who've stuck yeah, yeah, around in their yeah, hometown yeah, totally, totally, and they totally. never got out. Totally. I still have friends back home. Um, and some of them are still living at home. Some of them have moved into the city. Some of them have gone elsewhere. But um, whenever I'm home, it's like it's not the same as it was, obviously. Like not the same as high school. Even not the same as like coming home in the middle of college when like everyone's at home. So I feel like I just feel like I'm. I'm over it. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm myself when I'm there. What's the biggest difference? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, what part of you is missing in New Jersey? What part of me is missing in New Jersey? It's not that something's missing. It's more that I feel like I found myself when I left New Jersey. So, like, when I come back home, it's like I feel like I'm regressing to, like, the person that I used to be. I, I get that. Like, um, you're a new person now. Yeah. 
Do you yeah. think New Jersey can't look at you the same way, or they can't no, accept so the it's, fact it's that it's you're not really, It's not really that. It's like <laughs> it's like when I went away to college. That's when I like felt like I was able to really like be my own person and be comfortable like with myself and like my surroundings and stuff. Like New Jersey to me was like like high school. You know, I yeah. don't think like I don't think a lot of people really love high school. You know, I think some people don't mind it. Some people like it. Some people definitely hate it. But like, it wasn't like the I didn't love high school, you know? Like, I didn't feel like I could be myself in high school. Were you making music at all in high school? Yeah, I started making music in, like, fifth grade. You, uh, the talent show, right? The that talent was show. It? Wow, that video is definitely going to surface one of these days. <laughs> That's how you know you're on your way, when that video resurfaces. Yeah. Were you writing music always or just performing? Um, I definitely wrote more than I performed. Um, I started like playing guitar in like fourth grade and I was like doing Blink-182 covers just in my room like on an acoustic guitar and then it was weird like all of a sudden I started writing and I didn't really realize I was writing music I was kind of just like changing words around from like existing songs and then from there it wasn't that far to just like totally writing a new song I I remember like just scribbling on like a random notebook in my room writing like chords over lyrics and I just I never like sat down one day and was like, I'm going to start writing songs. I'm going to be a songwriter. It was like, I just did it because I liked it, I guess. Do you remember the first actual song you wrote? Yeah. What was it about? It was about my brother being afraid of heights. (laughs) (laughs) How'd that go? Um, I don't like, I never got like a reaction from him about it, but it was more like we were snowboarding. Um, I used to like snowboard a lot. That's kind of part of the reason I went to school in Colorado and like we you're were so on- northern new jersey though i know that's yeah. like, it was such a thing to do in our hometown was yeah. like everybody like once a week during the winter you go out to mountain creek yes right <laughs> which, yeah. which by the way in the summer was a water park yeah is that still going on i don't know i feel like people died there oh my god that cliff was really scary <laughs> yeah there was one big cliff that every like if you were cool you tried to jump off of it mm. but like not safe hectic okay so you write a song about your brother he hasn't given you a reaction yet do you, um, do you remember lyrics? It's like, um, <laughs> it's like this altitude is way too high for me. I'm falling down, 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 down. <laughs> I think there's <laughs> depth in that. Yeah, think yeah, about yeah. That, there's definitely yeah. like a metaphor to be mm-hmm. drawn from it. I definitely didn't intend that, but you could definitely pull something from there. <laughs> when do you meet Daniel James and Benjamin O? Daniel James and I love how you're using their stage names. That's awesome. Well, I don't know what's their real names. Um, it's Danny Rakow and Ben O'Connell. Ben um, O'Connell. So Ben is my roommate right now. I just moved into Brooklyn before tour. Um, and so cool. Yeah, it's it's dope to like get out of the house and stuff and like be my like a regular person. Yeah, you know? hipster Brooklyn. Hipster Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. Williamsburg. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ben's my roommate right now, and Daniel James. We met in seventh grade at Temple. Yeah, <laughs> Love like it. at Temple. Like we, I remember, like the first time we really like hung out and like we met each other's friends because he's from Wyckoff I'm from Franklin Lakes um, and they're two towns right next to each other so the first time I really we really like met each other's friends was like at his bar mitzvah and like I actually like and then we end a lot of like Franklin Lakes and Wyckoff went to high school together like a lot of people went to Ramapo High School between those two towns and so yeah did you end up in high school together after he went to a private school with Ben and that's how they know each other 
Got it. And, and you were the public school kid. I was the public school kid. Who only yeah. had one friend on the inside. Yeah. And like he brought you in like as a cross-pollination. Exactly, yeah. So I was always like kind of bouncing around. That's another reason why I didn't really like love high school was because I felt like I was spread too thin. Like I knew people from like a bunch of different schools and like I didn't really have like one group at one school. So I it was just like, that. it's like not like I had no friends. I just was, I just like felt weird. Like I didn't have like my group like my people, you know? Yeah, and they were elsewhere doing other things. Exactly, yeah. See, I I kind of had, I didn't have a ton of friends in high school, but I filled that void with work. Like, I filled that void by- That's exactly what I did, too, though. Like, that's I why nothing. I started making music. Because I just, like, I would be in my room, I'd be like, I don't want to go to this kid's house or this kid's house. I want to make a song like this band, you know? And I just kind of- So were you making music to, like- to uh, f- obviously you're hearing songs and being inspired but were you making music to cope with the fact that you lacked friends or lacked a thriving crazy social life not really i i didn't really write music to cope like that early it was more like i was just a huge fan of other artists and i was like i write music i play around in garage band like i want to emulate this i want to do what they did and i kind of just like did it to see if i can do it type thing you know and look at you now. And look at me now. Yeah, I guess. Sweet. <laughs> I mean, they're still in the picture, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Danny is like managing artists right now. Um, and like, it's funny. So he, the role that he played in my career early on, he wasn't really just like a like a rapper, like a side artist on my songs. That was kind of like the surface level. He was really just like in every room with me when I was writing music, like helping, contributing like ideas, helping me like package it together. And then together Danny and Ben were always just like pushing me to like keep writing and to like believe in myself like I went through periods where I was like I don't know why I'm doing this like in college I was a bio major and I was pre-med so I was like focusing on that for a while and they were like dude like make music for yourself like it's awesome you could do it you know I give you a lot of credit for like finishing college that's mm. like it's one it's hard two pre-med obviously not what you're doing now yeah like, at all i don't know how like i made it through without like going crazy honestly like <laughs> why do you want to stop making music was it because you were just too it's not that i wanted to stop it's that i just like had so many other things to think about um in college i didn't really like take that many breaks because college is when it started to kind of pick up but in high school like i would go like months without writing because I would just be thinking about other things. I don't know. And what happens in your life that you go, okay, I should be giving this all of my energy and all of my time and really dedicate myself to this. What really like drives me to do that, I think, is when I see like a response. Like if whether it's my friends like telling me how good a certain song is like early on or like if a SoundCloud page reposts something or if a YouTube page reposts or if like a fan early on like a random fan reaches out that kind of like makes me realize like oh shit, this is real like i could be like an artist doing this like as a career it was public acceptance yeah yeah it was because i always felt like i had to do things like the right way like professionally to be like a real musician or a real artist and it took me so long to realize that there's no such thing as that like I would always be like, okay, how do I mix my songs and make them sound professional? Or like, how do I write a song? How do I get all the pieces to come together and sound as real as this song? And the reality is that that's like BS. Like anyone, there's no like, you know, level of professionalism that you have to reach to be like accepted. Like it doesn't matter. It's whatever, as long as what you're making is good and like 
honest, then that's it's, it's good enough. Literally it. That's it, yeah. But, but that's art, right? Like you can Yeah, exactly. And that, so it, it doesn't was the, need to be polished. Yeah. So it was the realization that either I had already crossed that threshold of like professionalism and I didn't really realize it. And the, like the simultaneous realization that like you don't even have to be there. Like as long as you like what you're making, other people can like it too. What do you love about your first EP, Beach Island? So that actually wasn't even like my first real EP under my name. Wow. The first EP was called West EP and that I deleted that from everywhere. And then just recently, like a fan uploaded it on SoundCloud. Um, so how, when did you release West? Because Beach Island was 2015. Yeah. The summer of 2015. So West was the same year? West was like maybe fall 2014 or like winter like that so the the school year before the summer of 2015 got it yeah so what did you like about Wes um that was like the first project that I released under my name like that's EP number one why'd you um, get rid of it looking back like I would have gotten rid of Beach Island over West. I think it was just because it was so early and I was like you know what whatever and also that was before like I was really on Spotify okay and I, I like sampled a bunch of songs on there that like I don't have the rights like to. the rights to so I couldn't put it on Spotify so it just lived on SoundCloud and then some asshole convinced me to like take it off um <laughs> yeah and I just never got back to putting it on and then eventually like a fan had downloaded it back in the day and put it back on so what'd you hate about it um I just hated that it was like early and unfinished and not unfinished like not polished and like what I was saying before about it not like sounding right but after taking like a year or two not listening to it listening back I'm like this is raw and this is real and this is how I felt like it it's not bad like it's actually like one of my favorite projects I've ever done do you still perform any records from it no not from that project no wow I mean yeah that's fascinating and the fact that you got rid of it yeah. People say they're going to do that or attempt to, and they never actually do because it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. And there's like no turning back, really. Like, once you put it back up, then it's like, why'd you take it down, dude? Like, it's, it's there forever. On. Yeah. Summer is EP now. So, really, you have nine, nine EPs. You don't have eight. You have nine. Yeah, including stripped. Yeah, nine. It's a lot of EPs. Mm hmm. How do you look at an EP? What does it mean to you? Um, an EP for me is like the perfect amount of material. Of songs, to put, of songs to put together before I get like sick of a sound, if that makes sense. So my projects are very much organized by like the musical influences that I'm really feeling at that time, what my state of mind is in my life during that time. And I usually will write an EP like over four months or something, like anywhere from two to four to six months. And it could be anywhere from like four to eight songs. And every time I put a project together, like I get by the time I'm done with all the songs, I'm sick of the sound of the songs, not the songs themselves. Like I want to experiment with more like production elements or different influences and just different vibes altogether. So that's why I like EPs was because it was enough. I could like dance around the same sound and the yeah. same feelings and really get into that, but not get sick of it and not feel like it's overdone. I totally understand it. Yeah. And is it a capsule of your life over the, those four months? Definitely. Yeah. So how do you start writing a song? Do you live life, take notes? Do you... I really don't. It's so subconscious. It's weird. Like, really? I don't have to try or think about what I'm going to write a song about. I'll, like, sit down in front of my computer in my basement and play chords on a, on a keyboard or, like, load up a synth 
or like program drums and kind of just start like free-flowing melodies and ideas and lyrics and every so often when I'm like in my fields I'll like write down words like in my notes on my phone but that's really secondary I kind of just sit down and I'd like write and I sing and I just like talk over stuff and then that's kind of the inspiration for a song and then from there I just build the song out while producing it and then it's not till like I'm done with it that I actually take a step back and I'm like what did I write this song about and then like it just comes naturally I guess like I don't I'm not like I'm gonna write this song about um like my innermost desires and like how I'm feeling right now in New Jersey when I should be here like I kind of just write I'm like I hear the music that I've made like the instrument instrumentation and I'm like this makes me feel this way and these words make me feel this way too and I just kind of piece it together and that it's really like introspective and I feel like I'm like digging into my like subconscious when I write stuff but you're not really digging it's kind of just flowing it's flowing yeah but it's not something that I'm consciously thinking about it's like I won't go through my day like I feel this way and this is why I feel this way until I sit down and write a song about it and then I look back at the song and I'm like I really felt this way and the I, song tells you how you felt yeah it's do you, weird do you do it alone <laughs> yeah I like start the songs alone and then I'll bring in like my friend Danny or Ben um at when the song's at like 90% to help me like wrap everything up and that sort of thing yeah are they like the the only two you really work with yeah safety net yeah I just don't I'm like not good at collaborating like I don't like to go into like a studio with someone else and, that I've never met before and like start a song from scratch partly because I like I'll spend so much time on like one little production element of a song like if I'm starting an idea and I'll just feel bad for the person sitting next to me because they just have to like sit through me like tweaking like endlessly tweaking and like it makes me uncomfortable having to like keeping them waiting you know I get that um and is that like just like a couple other random things like I just need to be in the zone I can't be thinking about anything around me so better off Mm-hmm. That song oh, yeah. flows out of you, and then afterwards you realize. So better off is an exception. Okay. Um, I was in this little studio built in a carriage house in rural Connecticut. Adorable. Um, like super random. We paid like a hundred bucks a day and had like a studio for five days. Uh, and when I say we, it was just me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I was there for like three days. Ben came up for a day, and we like worked on finishing a song, and then. The last day I was there, it was a Friday. Um, Chelsea Cutler came up and Danny came up. You're blown up. Dude, I got to turn my phone off. <laughs> You're popular. It's exhausting. <laughs> um, Hard life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were in Connecticut and Danny and Chelsea come up on that Friday, the last day I'm there. And we're kind of just like hanging out, talking. And Chelsea sits down and picks up a guitar and starts playing this riff. And, like, I was just talking to Danny, and then I hear this, like, beautiful, like, chord progression in the background. I'm like, Chelsea, what is that? Like, did you make that up, or is that a song? She's like, nah, I just wrote it right now. I was like, all right. And we just sit down, and we start writing the song, the three of us. Like, in the the room, we probably start at, like, 2 p.m., and then by midnight, the song is written. Everyone goes to sleep. We're sleeping in... The carriage house? In the carriage house, in the studio. It's just one big room (laughs) with, like, a studio set up and, like, a drum set, and then just, like, air mattresses on the ground. And we just, like, crash in the studio... Not we. They crash in the studio, and then I'm in front of the computer, and I, like, finish the production, like, in three or four hours, and then we wake up, and the song's basically done. Wow. Yeah. It's a breakup realization song. It is. It's the moment you realize that you're in a toxic situation, and you need to get out of it. Totally, yeah. Is that from your reality, or is that Chelsea's reality? Is that a combination? 
I can't really think back and like remember who wrote what words, but I think it's a feeling that we had all felt, and that's why it worked so well writing the song. Like when I write a song, it's not always about one specific thing and one story that happened to me. It's more about a really specific feeling, and then all of the experiences in my life that like reflect off that feeling or that I feel that feeling from if that makes sense yeah so we all felt this feeling where it's like that realization where maybe you are better off without your that significant other even though it hurts so much like we all know that feeling you know what about come through one of the lyrics that stood out to me was it's all right to be fine on your own mm-hmm. do you is that you only <laughs> or is that you and other people um well the line is i'm trying to realize it's all right to not be fine on your own um it's more like it's not being on my own like emotionally romantically it's like physically having time to myself that's kind of what the song's about like the state of being alone um not having people around not having people around because a lot of times i rely on people to like you know be like okay and like feel like i'm doing something productive and um like when i'm alone and i'm not making music and i'm not like what binge watching like something on netflix like i don't have anything to do i'm like i just kind of feel weird like if i'm alone for like a long period of time that's what it was like in new jersey a lot because i would just be like at home working all day you know so having friends around gives you purpose not but not not purpose just like having friends around makes life better you know like not that i'm like intensely sad when i'm alone it's more that like i forgot whose quote this is but like happiness is only real when shared like i've been thinking about that a lot lately like if you're doing really cool things and you're on your own what is it like what is it Yeah, you have nothing to share it with yeah you have no like point of reference you have no like memories you can talk about with someone else so do you have like a group of friends that come with you everywhere um for this tour like i no, i couldn't be like yo do you want to come on tour with me like i wish i could do that but like we couldn't i couldn't like afford to like pay for everyone to come out not yet not yet yeah that'd be dope if i could just like take friends out with me um but my crew is super awesome and we kind of just like source them from all over like people that are like relatively new to touring um and they're all just like awesome people so we're all homies so that so it is fun it is a lot of fun traveling with them come through you wrote that alone um yeah i started the idea alone and then i brought danny in to help me finish it at what point do you realize what it's about um that song like as soon as i finished the lyrics i was like yeah this is like really obvious what it's about to me what is it um it's like i wrote that kind of towards the end of the summer and my whole summer was basically me like living in new jersey going to new york city like one or two days a week to like do like take meetings and do stuff that I had to do like for the career but everything else was like me at home like working on planning this tour writing music just like working my ass off for like 12 hours a day like going to sleep at like 4 waking up at 2 4 a.m waking up at 2 p.m like it was just like it was like a limbo it was like I was getting a ton I was getting way more sleep than I needed like it was really hard to get out of bed like my body was hurting like I just I was like not doing anything like I wasn't active like I was just writing and working and so I was just exhausted like so exhausted and I just needed like I would like people would just start like coming over because I'd just be like talking to friends like yo what are you doing let's just hang out like I was like neglecting that part of my life you know so yeah the, the song was just about like 
one in company, I guess, because of how hard I'm working, I guess. Come through. Just come through. <laughs> how do you get into the city? Did you take New Jersey Transit? Yeah, I take the train from Ridgewood. Oh, you're a train guy. Yeah. I'm a bus person. Yeah, the bus, like, there isn't really, like, a good bus stop station near me. Call the governor. Yeah. It's I a real problem. So. Um, <laughs> it's true. There should be. There's hot spots everywhere. Come mm-hmm. Through really is one of my favorite records. I also love Thinking Too Much. I- I'm really obsessed oh. with Summer Comma. Yeah. Is that the right way to say it? You just call it Summer. But what, there's a comma. Do you say dear, comma? No, but I feel like the <laughs> comma means something. The comma does mean something, yeah. What does it mean? Um, I like, this is one of those things that like I said I would, wouldn't explain, but I'm going to just because everyone like asked about it and why not. Please. Um, but the comma, it's like everything that you think about when you think about summer, it's like summer is freedom. Summer, like when you're in school, you're working so hard all year and then in the summer the sun is shining and you're out with your friends and you're like running around doing whatever you want it's freedom and that's how i imagine this summer would be after graduating college and just like being like on my own doing like living the dream like being an artist and writing music like for my career as opposed to like sitting at a desk job nine to five so like and so I just had such high expectations for the summer and I was like this is going to be awesome it's going to be so much fun I'm going to move into an apartment in Brooklyn I didn't move until after the whole summer so I was just like in limbo like what is my life right now this is not what I expected so the comma it's like a sigh it's like it's like it's not summer it's like summer you know (laughs) that's like the best way I can explain it it's not like a the comma means this and that it's like what did you expect for the summer what do you want out of it um, I mean, I just thought like, it, it's weird having expectations that you're going to be like super happy living the dream. Like, I, like if you expect that, like, I think anything's going to disappoint you. So I think that was it. Like everyone was like, yo, how, what's it going to be like when you graduate? Like, it's going to be so awesome. Like you're going to love this summer. And then in my head, I'm like, it's going to be pretty awesome. And then everyone around me was just talking it up to me. And I'm like, okay, like it's going to be an awesome summer. And then the summer was good. But, like, I was in my head about so many things and, like, so many issues and things to deal with. And, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> and this, this is literally, like, a time capsule of your summer, summer 2018. Yeah, that's kind of, like, how every, how every project is for me. Like, I do look at it as a time capsule, like, when I look back on it. Um, because I'm writing the songs in a finite period of time, and it's very much about my life in that period of time and about my mind state more so than like what I'm doing so a song like All the Kids Are Depressed mm-hmm. obviously an intense message there mm-hmm. very uh, it's strong right it's, it's strong do you actually believe that all the kids our age are depressed 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 <laughs> why are you saying it so weird <laughs> I don't know man. dude when I wrote the song and it was like all the kids are depressed I like That's almost why I'm doing it yeah I know I know like <laughs> I, I didn't listen to it I, I felt really weird about the fact that I was saying depressed wrong you know, but eventually I was just like, like whatever. It's you it gave sounds, it sounds good. You know, <laughs> if it sounds good, it is good. That's. But like, by the way, that's saying. a John Bellion thing, right? Your phrasing and your vocal arrangement on records. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me and tell me that's not John Bellion. I love John, so that's that's a huge compliment. Yeah, that's John Bellion, and even the way he matches his words and the the way he like uh, says like, a change, word, change the way he says it so it rhymes. So, yeah, and so it matches like the music at the exact same time. Totally. Da, na, na, na. That, I'm telling you, that's from a record of his too. But keep going. Word. 
Um, what was I saying? Uh, we were talking about you changing depressed to depressed. Oh, yeah. At, at what point do you understand that this is a song that has impact and real meaning? Um, well, I didn't write it like I'm going to make this song that is a huge statement on like mental health like in the youth today. I didn't like write it with that intention. I think that's like what it ended up being, which is really awesome. But in the beginning, um, I was, I remember just sitting in my basement with my guitar and like mental health at my college was like a really open conversation. Like a lot of people towards the end of college for me, like maybe it's just because me and like my friends were all like super close, but like, and there were no no filters in our conversation. So like everyone is like talking about like, oh, they switched to a new medication. Like half of my friends were on antidepressants and like that realization to me was like holy crap like this is affecting so many people and i'd like definitely you know deal with bouts of like anxiety and depression but i've never been medicated um so like just the the realization that like all my friends like half of them at school like are on medication it's like it's not just me that like deals with this like it's It's, a lot of people yeah and so and so i wrote the song like all the kids are depressed (laughs) and it, I was just like, whoa, like, this is how, this is how I feel. Like, I, it, I feel like it's everyone. And I feel like it wouldn't make sense so much that, like, a whole generation is, like, has more problems with depression and mental illness than older generations. Um, but I think, like, we're the first generation to, like, point it out and be and like... talk about it. Talk about it, yeah. So is the purpose of the song to get rid of a stigma of keeping it quiet and not being okay with talking about it or is it to point out a problem within society i think it does both you know just by mentioning in a song having it in the title of a song makes it like points points out the issue like i remember some people um on my team like just thought i should call it all the kids because it sounds better all the kids but i was like no like it has to be all the kids are depressed like people have to see that name and be like whoa like that's kind of real like and then they play it and it sounds like a happy song and i think like it just kind of like sums up the generation of kids who are yeah medicated or battling this Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of it honestly has to do with like the state of like social media and technology and like i think the fact that we all have these phones that like we have access to like everyone's life and like their social media profiles it's like so crazy and like everyone's comparing themselves to other people and it's just that's it and you're comparing yourself to filters man like everything on social media is through a filter Mm -hmm. very few people are genuine and truly authentic on there totally see you see you see more and more people like posting about how everyone is you know like filtering the content of their life so they're only showing happy moments you see more and more people coming out and being like i had a really day today and it's like just like a picture of like like the window from their bed and it's like two and it's like a really long and it's like wow like that's it's like brave to share that sort of stuff and like i think helps people like if you're just scrolling through instagram every day and all you see is like beautiful girls traveling like in australia and they're all smiling and like happy and holding up like products it's like (laughs) that's your life like that's crazy i'm like working a job and like trying to do this and like it's like comparing yourself to anyone is like the most unhealthy thing you can do for your mind like i'm always it's like and everyone does it it's like i'm always comparing like 
you know, my social media or like my music to like people that I view above me. And I'm like, why aren't I up there? And then I catch myself doing that. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like as long as I'm happy with what I'm doing and I feel good about it, you know? What do you, how do you change your mindset, right? I mean, obviously you catch yourself. They say the only person you should ever compare yourself is yourself, compare yourself to is yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you do that? Do you look back on at stuff that you've done before and try to focus on how to get better? Or mm-hmm. I like I look back on like old stuff that I did and I cringe <laughs> sometimes, and like that makes me feel good, you know. <laughs> you want to cringe? Yeah, I want to cringe because that means like that I'm I've gone somewhere and I've become a better person or better at whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's hard. It's really hard. I think it's natural to compare ourselves to other people. Um, at least for my music, like I always held my standards up to like the people like big time artists and like that's how I got better like I put that pressure on myself to get better but I think in your daily life like it does no good to compare yourself to other people you get lost in it you get lost in it and it just you'll just spiral downwards if you just don't like put your phone down you know can't think too much can't think too much selfish I dig that record too who are you apologizing to that's kind of what it sounded like when I listened to it yeah I think I mean, I wrote that song like two years ago. That's the only song on Summer that I didn't write during that time span. Whoa. Um, Why'd you wait so long to put it out? It didn't fit on any other project. So you... Was the production and the sound of it the same since you wrote it two years ago? Um, similar, yeah. I changed some stuff like when I revisited it. To make it fit the bigger EP of Summer or mm-hmm. did it dictate the sound of Summer? Um, well the way that I kind of fit the song in it's like the whole project I think goes from like happy to sad and that's like really like reductionist like it goes from I guess like optimism and like summer and good vibes to like really dark and in your own head by the end of the EP like it starts with come through that's like the happiest like most upbeat song and then selfish is next and towards the end of selfish it gets a little darker um and I think I did that to like mirror the way the summer actually went for me it's like going in with such high hopes and by the end, it's like, I need to get out of here, you know? Do you, what song ends the EP, I forget? Uh, Firefly. And what is, when you wrote two years ago, what was that about? Who is it to? Was I right that it's an apology almost? Yeah, it, yeah. It's not like an apology to any one person. It's kind of an apology to everyone around me, like for being self-centered. Like, I think there's such a delicate balance between like focusing on yourself and taking care of yourself and being there for people that are around you. So I guess it's an apology for like feeling like I'm selfish and feeling like I'm self-centered and not focused on people that I care about. What were you doing that you could During that time? Yeah, that you could have been given off that vibe. So I wrote that the beginning of junior year of college around the same time when I wrote Talk is Overrated actually. With Black Bear? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, what was I doing? I was in a lot of like pre-med classes and like a lot of like really intense bio classes. And so I think, I, yeah, I think I was distant, dis, dis, distancing myself from my friends like a lot because I was working so hard at school and I was trying to make a lot of music. I guess I was just apologizing for like disappearing. Though though the lyrics of the song, like that's kind of how I wrote the chorus. Um, but at the same time, the song, it's like I'm talking to a girl, you know, and it's like, yeah what do I it's like kind of a play it's like a I take like a really serious thing and then I kind of put it in the context of like I want you all to myself like I'm selfish so it's like kind of two different things that are happening there 
but I get it. Yeah, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, summer. It's out right now. It's out. I had a couple other thoughts here. What are you thinking over there? Have you listened at all? I have listened. I just want to say you have a very relaxing speaking voice. Really? Do people tell you that? No. Oh, well, yeah, actually, yeah. I did like a little like documentary for the project, like a two minute long video. People were commenting that I didn't. Should I do like an ASMR video? Oh. Maybe I should start doing that. Yeah, Dude. I kind of want to just like lay in, Maybe have you lay in bed that. next to me and read me bedtime stories. Okay. I didn't know we were like that close already, man. I know. We've gotten pretty close. We haven't said a word to each other in like an hour, but yeah, we've gotten pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> do that whisper again. The, the internet will judge you. This whisper. It's nice. If you're wearing headphones, it sounds very nice. That's ASMR. That sounds really good. ASMR. They're going to freak out over it. Oh, my God. I don't understand why the internet loves that so much. I get it. Like I think it simulates something in your brain. And Have you ever, like, really gotten into it? Yeah, I watch, like, the soap videos and stuff. I, I just, I, I can't. I, it makes you feel a little uncomfortable, right? Y- yes. It's like, I don't know this person, and they're whispering in my ears, you know? But some of them, they do it professionally, and they know what's up, and they're making, like, a million dollars doing it. Doing ASMR? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a game changer. <laughs> For in life, right? Like, internet, what, what were these people going to do before? Just whisper to themselves? The internet is a crazy place, dude. People are doing, like, absurd things and making so much money. And, like, they're just weird niches of, like... My favorite oh my is... God. Have you seen this guy who, like, puts hot tea, like, over his private parts? <laughs> he'll put hot tea um, over, like, a silk piece of fabric, and he'll his goal is to pull the fabric out from underneath the cup of hot tea... And have the the cup like stay perfectly intact, like uh-huh. not spill. Is this the guy that does it with his nipples? Yeah, no? he does nipples. <laughs> he does it. He does it with everything. And like the fan, he has a fan, and that's what pulls the fabric out. It's freaky. It's crazy. Like honest. First of all, like obviously that's super weird. Mm. But that's so creative. It's like I'm just gonna make a bunch of videos <laughs> of me in my room in my underwear, just like doing random stuff, like pulling tablecloths out from under things with nipple clamps. Like. He's an innovator. You gotta give him credit. I guess, I guess, yeah. yeah. Signing a Republic, did that change your creative anything at all? It didn't change anything creatively, which is awesome. And um, rare. Yeah, totally. And that, I mean, I wouldn't have signed a deal if, like, it was gonna mean I would turn, like, that everything would change. Like, everything I've been doing before signing um, was working, so why would I, like, switch up the game plan, you know? Is there pressure to change it because you don't haven't had a mainstream hit yet? Um, no, I, like I don't feel that pressure from the label. Um, I do put that pressure on myself. Like I do obviously like want to have a big song, but I don't want to sacrifice like my art for that. Like I would love for like to write a song that I feel super honest about, that I love, and to have it cross over and be super mainstream. Like that's the goal. Keep you know? your intentions pure, and it mm-hmm. will happen. Yeah, it really will. I hope so. It's your song, dude, I'm a huge fan of yours. Thank it, you. Your music is great, and I've been listening for a while. Dope. I'm um, really happy that you're working with uh, visionary people. Yeah, they're awesome. They are very visionary. They have a great vision, <laughs> but also... But they do. That is their vibe. Um, I like that you rock, rock Sweetener merch, too. Yes. A fan of Sweetener? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful body it's of work. So sad what just happened, though. Are you, are you personally affected by it? I'm not personally affected. It's just the whole, it's just tragic, you know? <laughs> I hate seeing, like, people break up. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were just like, I don't know, I don't want to, like, go too in-depth about the whole thing, but, like, they, the whole situation was crazy. Like, obviously, like, Mac passing, like, yeah. and seeing, not not seeing any uh, any of the way how that affected, like, 
Ariana and, and Pete's relationship, but like I never get involved in like celebrity gossip stuff. So this is like a very one-off thing for me, but like, I don't know, like Mac and Ariana dating for like two to three years and then them breaking up and then her getting together with Pete and then them getting engaged and then Mac passing and then them breaking up, like just like a really, like, I just feel bad for like all of them. Like, it's so sad. It's a really hard situation for everybody involved, mm-hmm. but obviously it happened and it's for the best. So yeah. On a lighter note, though, the, I love the hoodie. It's super nice. <laughs> it's a great hoodie. Yeah. And Mac really did inspire you, obviously, musically, mm-hmm. but I love the fact that you and your friends made, like, a label, Three Oak. Yeah. Right? It was you and your two boys. Yeah, it was me, Danny, and Ben. I mean, that's f***ing awesome. Yeah. Were you just like, this needs to be a thing? And where does Three Oak come from? Um, Three of a kind. Cool. Because, like, it's, like, a little cringy looking back on it. No, nah, I like that. <laughs> um, and I like that it spells out three. I dig that. It's, uh, the idea for it was, like, we were all, we were all doing our own thing. Like, we all had our separate artist projects, but we would then come together and make music. So it was, like, the the label, the group was Three Oak, and we would come together and make bangers. <laughs> and then, like, separately, each be doing our own thing, and we're all, we all have, like, a different vibe in a different like direction musically um but yeah it like something like that is hard to keep up you know and like we just decided to like everyone started pursuing like different interests and i was really focusing on my thing and it just naturally like people move on but we, the fact that it existed at one point in time mm-hmm. is pretty sick yeah it was cool it was a lot of fun and uh, right and inspired yeah. by mac totally that's what he did with his friends mm-hmm. made a whole label yeah i think he was from a garage or something yeah pretty sick wow jeremy zucker good to get exact to know same. you here nice yeah you too it's good that you're from new jersey i dig that a lot jersey boys really just a mile away dan do you believe it dan that what that we live just a mile apart what are the odds i'm, I'm, I'm in philly i'm right over the bridge nice yeah, it's like close. seven hours away we're neighbors my mom grew up in philly oh nice yeah yeah i meant i heard you mention temple earlier yeah t for, t- t for temple u temple university u. i meant like temple like like Jewish temple member of the tribe oh <laughs> I think about Temple University remember so the tribe I, know. I wish <laughs> more people say Lashana Tova to me than wish me happy new year on January 1st so wow. I do feel like I belong totally but I'm not there it's an accepting community Dan's a member of the tribe what's the tribe wherever you go uh, there's I'm always like, someone Jewish come on you're never alone <laughs> when, when you say you're a Jew, Jew. But when you're not home and you're somewhere kind of newish, the odds are don't look far because they're Jewish too. There we go. Nice. East Coast Sick. <laughs> Jews up in the studio. Oh, man. That was good. Yeah. Summer is totally worth your, your ear. Please listen to it if you haven't already. Um, collaborations. Will you get into the studio with somebody? Like, Do you have your next body work kind of planned out going into 2019 yet? I do not. So before I left on tour, um, all of the music that I had made was on summer i don't like make a ton of songs and then sit on them and like sit on them and then break it down like you know like trim the fat and then put it out i like won't work on a song unless it's what i want to work on so i have like a bunch of ideas but none of them will be finished songs unless i'm putting them out would you ever write for somebody else um yeah i like i did like a little bit of songwriting sessions early on uh my career i'd be down i think i'd be more down if i was like friends with them you know Uh like i don't like going into like a room and doing like a cold session with a stranger and like trying to write a hit like I don't that's like it's fun but I don't like I don't feel like I'm a good musician when I'm in there doing that like I don't feel like 
I am like performing as good as I can because I'm not writing for myself. I'm writing for other people. Hard for you to enter somebody else's shoes or brain. Yeah, totally. Um, but the sessions that I do like, it's like with an artist that I respect a lot or I'm a fan of, and we're just making music to make good music, not to make like a hit, you know? What about you and John? John Bellion? Yeah. I've never met him. What? Yeah. That's actually crazy. I know, I know. And he's based in New York. He's so close, I mean, closer than Philly to where we are. Closer than Philly. <laughs> Significantly. Yeah. I, I'm dying to meet him. It's going to happen soon. Putting it out there into the universe. Meet John Bellion. Meet John Bellion. Meet yeah. John Bellion. Summer. <laughs> comma. But it's really s- summer. Summer. Jeremy Zucker, everybody. Thanks for hanging out, man. Thanks so much, Zach. Appreciate it. Have we been pronouncing your name wrong this whole time? It's Zucker? Zucker, Zucker, whatever. I say Zucker. My family says Zucker. I think they'll kill me if I start saying Zucker, but you guys say whatever the oh, you I'm want. I'm really sorry. God. Oh, no, it's, it's okay. Nah, it's totally fine. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.